Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, what up? Welcome in. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is All Ball. We're getting you ready for Game 3 of the NBA Finals. And Fran Fraschilla is going to join us. We'll talk a little about his journey, a lot about scouting overseas and a little about the upcoming NBA draft. I think you're going to love it. Fran Fraschill upcoming. couple minutes. Uh, first, though, as we dive into the NBA Finals, there's a lot. There's a lot to get to. And I think it's fascinating. I I, I picked the Warriors. Um, am I still confident in my pick? Yeah. But I can see a world in which the Celtics, you know, win this series in five or six games. I can see where they win it in seven games. Um but but I do think two games in, teams are still searching for the right matchups, the right combinations, the things that'll separate them. Perfect case in point is the Warriors played Andre Godala a lot in game one. He doesn't take off his sweats in game two. Right? Whereas the, the Celtics, you know, they play more guys than they played in previous series. And to their benefit in game one, not as much in, in game two. And... Uh, you know, we still haven't seen Clay Thompson break out of it. On the other hand, we haven't seen Jason Tatum break out and score. Seems pretty obvious that Golden State's game plan is to be there and kind of muddy it up for Jason Tatum and make him take contested shots over bodies. Smart strategy. And for the most part, it's it's worked. And in game one, more so than game two, and part of it was they made shots in game one, but his willingness to move the basketball was... And again, please don't think I'm saying he's Michael Jordan. But if you go back and remember Michael Jordan's first NBA Finals, the change in Jordan was his willingness to pass. He actually averaged 11 assists a game in that NBA Finals against the the LA Lakers. Everybody remembers the up and under, but the real real the real stuff was that he was willing to find teammates within the triangle offense. And we've seen that from Tatum. And I think ultimately that'll be rewarded. It just hasn't yet because when he gets his own opportunities, he hasn't been able to take advantage. Uh. But, like, look, this thing ends up being decided, truthfully, by the secondary or tertiary-level players. Andrew Wiggins could, still couldn't make a layup. Like, we can talk all we want about the Celtics and their turnovers. One of the reasons the Celtics have turnovers is the guy they have in the dunker spot is not Robert Williams, who knows how to play the dunker spot because he's a dunker. Instead, it's other guys, Al Horford, who's used to playing in the post. They're in the way. So their spacing isn't right. I think that can be adjusted. But... 
we should also point out that as much as Jason Tatum hasn't gone, neither is Clay Thompson. And um and and frankly, Andrew Wiggins hasn't really gotten it going. So there's still other levels. And I think by the time we get to games five, six, and seven, you will see a higher level of basketball because you'll still see Tatum and Steph and Jalen Brown, but everybody else will raise their level as well. And I think, look, I think it's going to be an incredibly competitive series and you have some ridiculous shot making. You know, not having Robert Williams or a healthy Robert Williams, he only played 14 minutes the other night. He did tweak his knee. That's a that's a major thing for the Celtics. He erases shots at the rim. And, you know, if there's a if there's a flaw to the Warriors and how they had been playing, that flaw is that their bigs don't have the ability to stretch you out. You know, he can just simply defend the rim and help w- without much kind of recourse. So, obviously, that's the reason that... Uh, uh, Nemanja is is playing, right? And his ability to shoot the basketball is paramount in trying to stretch out the Celtics. They tried to sneak him in, get him some run, and for the most part, it, it, it worked. Right? Not great defensively, but he did have six points. Uh, he did have five rebounds, and they were a plus when he was in. So like, I, I still think that there's a, a feeling out process that takes place in these series and game two, the the one, the Warriors were much more aggressive defensively, but two, I also think that their lineups changed dramatically. When you use Gary Payton, he's just a disruptor. You know, he's, he doesn't always follow their defensive rules, but sometimes that works and we can talk all we want about the Celtics and their turnovers, but we'd also be lying if we didn't say, Hey, even in game two, the Warriors' inability to finish at times at the rim, even without Robert Williams in there, seems to be problematic. Uh, but I, I like this series. I, I like the adjustments the coaches made, the toughness defensively. I'm a little concerned. If I was a Draymond fan, I'd be concerned that he's going to get himself thrown out of one of these games because Grant Williams is getting into his space and bumping him and antagonizing him, and he doesn't back down. But uh, so far, so good. Pretty interesting series as we have a 1-1 tie headed back, headed back to Boston. Uh, I'll give you my thoughts, uh, a little bit further thoughts on the NBA draft upcoming. First, though, let's welcome in, let's welcome in Fran Fraschilla, of course, longtime ESPN college basketball analyst, and up until recently, their international draft expert. He's got his own podcast. It's outstanding in regards to international hoops. Here he is, the former head coach of St. John's, New Mexico, Fran Fischella. Um, let, let me start, okay? And at the time we're recording this, you're about to record your podcast. How can somebody get your podcast? The world of basketball, Mr. Gottlieb. It is on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, uh, wherever you get your podcast. We are there, I've been told. And uh, we're heading to 100 episodes. And basically what we do is we talk all things international basketball that relate to college, the NBA, FIBA. Um, We have college kids on. We've had Oscar Shibwe on this year. Uh, Jeremy Sohan is going to be a high pick. We've had Ettore Messina on. Jerry Colangelo, Jeff Van Gundy, you name them. We probably got them covered when it comes to international hoops and uh, love doing it. It's a great way to connect uh, people with uh, what's going on around the world. Shrinking the globe for you. How did you how did you fall in love with hoops? Oh, man. Growing up in Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn, New York, playgrounds, Kelly Park, about a block and a half from my house. Probably from the time I was a really good baseball player, Doug. You would not be surprised to know that all city at James Madison. Uh, but I got bored. I got bored with baseball. I don't know about you, but I used to be one of those kids that played on those traveling teams in baseball when we would play uh, a doubleheader on a Saturday morning, 9 a.m. and 11.30. And by the time I got home at 2 o'clock on a hot Saturday in the summer in, in Brooklyn, I, ran, I went to the park with my ball, see who was playing hoops. Uh, like you started out playing with the older guys, uh, fell in love with basketball. New York Knicks, the heyday. Um, Walt Frazier, 
she dave the busher willis reed it all started from there the city game to me is a real thing and uh that's how it started man I've, I've been around basketball my whole life i there's not a day in my life that i don't think about basketball um whether it's coaching it broadcasting reading articles it's just in my blood um what made you become a, want to become a, a coach well when you're five seven and you're usually the shortest and whitest guy in the neighborhood and uh you, the only way you can get to stay on the court is you got to be feisty tough smart uh move the ball be a good teammate it naturally translates to uh the things that go into coaching you know and uh it's what i knew from the time i was 13 or 14 man i would sit in my living room on a saturday afternoon on my sofa and act like i was coaching uh because we didn't get many games on back then it's probably ucla notre dame or notre dame DePaul or oh yeah yeah you know st john's DePaul, and i would i would be coaching the game and it's what i did in the playground it's what i gravitated to it's what i knew from the time i was 14 on what i wanted to do you know it's interesting my so my dad obviously as you know was uh he was uh bronx and then moved out to long island when he was like 13 14. yep and but so he loved it the same he loved park he played the parks whatever yeah what i used to we used to go to like summer league like high school summer league games yeah or spring league games and i would try and pick out what the team was running what pattern they were running yeah you know who could get it first and it was interesting like that wasn't really like he knew a lot of it but that wasn't really his thing you know yeah and uh, we used to have a lot of fun. We used to have a lot of fun with that and just watching and like, oh, that's flex. Like, that's not flex. Like, yeah, look, they just run a different yeah. cut yeah. In, in, the, in the flex, that shuffle. And he taught me about the uh, California swing, which was. Yeah, that was a, that was a reverse action. That was California Pete reverse. Newell. That's what California yeah. reverse, that was which Pete was Bob Knight's offense. original offense, right? Which yeah. he took from Pete Newell. He did. He did. Then he then he gravitated to the motion offense. But yeah, Bob Knight was a big. Uh, I'm a historian too, as you know. Yeah, I know so, you are. That's that's so, why I brought yeah. it up. Yeah, that that was uh, Bob Knight got that from Pete Newell, and then he he later along with Mr. Iba, you know, it's a really funny story. You may remember the name Tommy McConnell. He was an assistant coach for many years. I think he's the woman's coach at Indiana University of PA now, and the McConnell family, Susie McConnell, Olympics, the whole family from Pittsburgh, T.J. McConnell. And Tommy McConnell and I were young coaches. We were at a Saturday morning practice in Miami, Oklahoma, at, wow. NEO, at NEO, uh, Northeast Oklahoma. Great Juco. Larry Gibson was the coach. And this Saturday morning, I was at Ohio State then. He was at Dayton. We're sitting with Mr. Iba, and uh, who you knew a lot about because you played at Oklahoma State. And Tommy McConnell had made the mistake of asking Mr. Iba one day, as we were watching this practice uh and larry gibson was running motion mr iba did you ever run any motion and mr iba looked at tommy mcconnell like he had four heads and he said son i invented it and there's very few things in basketball that anybody can say they invented but mr iba did and uh i'll never forget that but um anyway you know it's funny doug about growing up in a, on the playgrounds yeah is the ethos with which I live my life comes from the playgrounds. Like as a young guy, you learn how to fit in on the playground. Like you want to be the fifth guy picked. Okay. You're the youngest guy. You're 15. Everybody else is 18. Some of the guys are coming home from work and playing at the playground after dinner. And you just want to be on the court. And so when you're picked as the fifth guy, you want to just fit in and you want to play your role. And you don't want to make mistakes because a mistake could cost your team from playing for the next three or four games, right? And so you learn how to be a good teammate. You learn how to compete. You learn how to move the ball and share it and sacrifice. As you get better, you become the bigger dog on the playground. And then the game revolves around, hey, give Doug the ball or give it to Fran. He's going to make good things happen. You have fights on the playground that you have to kind of adjudicate. And after a game, think about how many times you got into a woofing match with somebody and you maybe came to blows. And after the game, you went up to that guy and said, you gave him the five, right? Hey, good game, man. Hey, sorry about that. You know, just compete. Yeah, no, no, no. We're cool. We're cool. Good job. Love the way you play. You know, there's so many things I learned in life about coming from a playground. Yeah. Playing basketball. That they don't just, play in playground. They hardly play on playgrounds anymore. People don't play in playgrounds anymore. They don't know what it's like to wait an hour to get on the, get on the court. No. By the way, I just went to Venice Beach. 
you know, we were in L.A. this weekend for the premiere of Hustle. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Give me I a know second. that, yeah. but but I mean, Venice Beach. We had a place in we had a place in Brooklyn called uh, Manhattan Beach in Brooklyn, and that's where we all played in the summertime, and everybody came and watched. And you were out there doing your thing, but the lessons of the playground uh, have carried me a long way. Um, okay, so how how did you come to be in the movie Hustle? Uh, I'm at a I'm at a Baylor game three years ago, and I get a call from Dan Patrick, okay, who we both got to know at ESPN, right? And I knew Dan a little bit, like you did, and I knew he was a basketball junkie, played at Dayton. And he calls me one day and he goes, hey, I got a friend who's making a movie, uh, Adam Sandler. And I go, yeah, of course, I, I know Adam Sandler, Dan, you know, he said, well, he's making a movie. And I thought you could really help because it, basically the premise of the movie is washed up NBA scout down and out on his luck, discovers the next big thing overseas. And he didn't know where it was going to be, China, wherever. He said, I thought you could help. So he put me in touch with Adam's people. <clears throat> I gave him some ideas about international hoop. Um, I suggested they call Bill Duffy <clears throat> because Bill was re representing Luca at the time. And I thought Luca Doncic, they needed a foreign kid. Luca would be perfect, but Luca likes to get fat and happy during the summer on the beaches of Croatia. Okay. We know that. So Luca had no, wanted no part of this. So I don't know where they went with it, but the movie started going into production and I'm watching it from Twitter and seeing everything. And I hear nothing from these people. I'm like, damn, I gave them all these great ideas and they let me hang. So last summer, I get a call from Barry Bernardi, who is one of the executive producers, an Italian guy from New York, Hollywood guy. And he said, hey, you ready for your cameo? I go, yeah. Well, I, I said, damn, I thought they forgot about me. He said, if you can be in Philly in September, we're going to shoot your part. And so I play myself in the movie. I play the draft combine expert, right? That uh, is, is evaluating these two hot shots. Uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez, who's fabulous. You're going to love him. And the other protagonist is uh, Anthony Edwards. He plays Kermit Wiltz. The other guy is Bo Cruz. So when I go shoot the scene, they had a script for me. And one of Matt Adams' longtime childhood friends, who's a basketball guy, said, Fran doesn't need a script. Just let him riff, do his thing. I did it in one take. And they loved it, you know. And so I went to the premiere last Wednesday. Uh, I walked the red carpet. It's a great basketball movie coming out Wednesday uh, as we film this, January, as we record this, January 8th, uh, June 8th. And the, the basketball, Doug, is the best it's ever been. Blue chips, Hoosiers, the basketball scenes are incredible. The cameos are incredible. The story is what you think about, you know, redemption and, you know, it's going to make you feel good at the end. But it's a great basketball movie. And Adam Sandler is as nice a guy as if you if you watch The Wedding Singer. He's the same guy, man. He's the guy that you just, he's a kid that like, I was, a, I probably was his camp counselor at camp in, 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 uh, in, uh, in the Catskills, like 35, 40 years ago. You know what I mean? He's the kind of guy that you want to just pinch him on the cheek. He's just a good man. All right. You got to get me in his pickup game. That That's your, that's your next goal. I got to, yeah, I, yeah. I think that'd be um, cool, man. It would be, it would be, be cool. cool. He, yeah, um, you should see that. You ever see him dress? Yeah. Basketball shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. It's coolest thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly how I would do it if I was if, no if, doubt. If, if, I, if I was him. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Okay, help help me out with with this NBA draft. Oh, uh, I want to do two things. I want to do because because we're a little tight on time. Yeah. I I wanted I really want to tell your story, yeah. but also your area of expertise. Yeah. Okay. Um, wh- what do you do with Chet Holmgren? Uh, you know the top three picks, man. Uh, if anybody can really tell you who the best of the three is going to be, they're full of crap. You know, because each of those guys has certain characteristics that you think, holy mackerel, NBA stardom. And if you're Orlando, man, you got to get this right. Otherwise, you're in trouble. Um, Chet is competitive, athletic, long and long and agile, uh, shot blocker, r- court runner, good finisher with his agility around the basket, shoots it fairly well. But everybody should have the same concerns of his body that you had with Ralph Sampson 50, 40 years ago. Porzingis, I mean, that's a body that you have to wonder wonder whether it's going to hold up. But if he stays healthy and he becomes a unicorn, to use that disgusting phrase, I'm not going to be shocked. But Jabari Smith looks like the best NBA player in this draft. Yeah, He's young. He can shoot it. He's got things that look like NBA all-stardom. And then Bancaro, if you're looking at Orlando specifically, they do not have – they have a lot of good young guys, no go-to scorer. Um, If there's one guy of the three that is a bona fide, give it to him, get out of his way, score at all three levels, it's Bancaro. But all all three of those guys are mysteries, and I don't know who's going to be the best of the three. I know they're all different. And that's going to be a key for Orlando to evaluate those guys. Gun to your head, who would you take? Uh, I'm the, the safest pick is Jabari Smith to me. And some guys don't want to play it safe. Sam Presti, if he was picking number one, would not be playing it safe. Because if you're Orlando and you're dead in the water, if you feel one of these guys has generational upside – to be the next freak, the next big thing, the be- the next Giannis. Maybe you take Chet. If you're looking for Carmelo Anthony, a go-to proven score, it may be Bancaro. And if you just want a guy that looks like an NBA superstar, um, and at worst, a really good 18, 20-point-a-game NBA starter, you take Jabari. Uh, people want to make 
Jaden Ivey into John Morant? No, he's West. He's Russell Westbrook. He's, <laughs> he's there's, Russell there's, Westbrook. A, there's actually a lot of Russell Westbrook to him. I think that, he's more Russell Westbrook than I saw him three times this year. Yeah. No, I saw him in person three times as well. Yeah. Uh, otherworldly first step and explosiveness. Yeah. yeah. He also kind of has a weird way in which he carries himself on the court, right? Yeah. Where he's kind of in his own sort of world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. As a, as a coach, but also a guy who you've seen guys succeed, see guys fail. How do you, th- how do you, how do you handle that? How do you, how do you talk yourself into that if you're talking about a top five pick? When I saw him early in the year in Mohegan Sun and then when they beat Florida State, and uh, my first thought is he's Russell Westbrook. He's, he's elite. I mean, you know, we talk about great athletes, but it's all relative to the NBA. But he's an elite NBA athlete, elite NBA speed, tremendous agility. Like he has what – I, what I would say, Doug, about him, and I said this in November – He's got NBA. He's got basketball athleticism. Like yeah. his athleticism translates to the court. He's in the open court. Looks like he's going to run somebody over. And then he Euro steps by you like so breathlessly. Um, his shooting got better. Uh, you know, if he's the best player in this draft, like here's the crazy thing. It would not shock me if Oklahoma City takes him at two because Again, Sam Presti has always thought outside the box. And you can't argue with Sam. Durant, Harden, Westbrook, a young Ibaka, although he really wasn't 19 when they took him. Um, but Ibaka was great early in his career. Josh Giddy this year. You go down the list of Oklahoma City guys, and I could see Sam Presti rolling the dice and saying, we're going to take another Russell Westbrook here. Um, could see it I, I, was, I was blown away by Keegan Murray. Blown away. But I also, there's a, he's different than those other guys. He doesn't, um, not sure if he has the alpha traits that some of those guys have, um, that he just, he's a good kid and a good teammate. He just great talent. Feels like, feels like he's that guy that you can, he'll be somewhere 15 to 20 a game when he's a, when he's a veteran. Yeah. Am I am I misevaluating him? The two guys he reminds me of most, and I don't I don't think you have. I just think he's going to be a solid. You're taking him fifth, so you wish you get an all-star. And so you can roll the dice with some of these younger guys, you know, which I wouldn't. Um, Dyson Daniels, Matherin, guys like that. But Keegan Murray reminds me of Tobias Harris or Sadiq Bay. Like, you know, you're going to get 17, 18 a game when he's 24 years old. Right. He's a little older than some, uh, yeah. Keegan, you know, uh, he's 22, going to be 22 soon. But to me, like Tobias Harris, despite the fact that he's been in some crazy situations, uh, you know, particularly in Philly right now, um, but Tobias Harris is a very good NBA player. Sadiq Bey is going to be a very good NBA player. That's what I think you see in Keegan Murray is a good, very good NBA player, not an elite NBA athlete, skill levels above average, can score different ways, and he's made himself into a good player because he's a hard worker and he loves the game. And he's what a good do, kid. By all counts, he's a great kid. What do you do with Sharp? I mean, he doesn't he, he didn't play this year, so you have no a crazy, crazy athlete. But how do you how do you evaluate what that will look like on an NBA floor when you don't have real evaluation of what he looked like on a college floor? Well, this is a bad example, but you know, there there was a kid 25 years ago that I guess we watched him a lot in high school. His name was Kobe Bryant, you know, and I'm not saying he's Kobe by any stretch, but every now and then there's a guy in the draft with a small sample size. And some of those guys blossom into a generational talent like Kobe. That's not going to likely happen here or they're a bust. And um, I haven't seen him enough to know which is which, but I know this, like, um, there are certain teams in the NBA that do remarkless, remarkable jobs of background intel. And somebody knows somebody who knows this kid or seen him a lot in Canada or whatever. And there's other teams that don't do the homework and they could end up taking a kid like this and he's a washout. So, I mean, it sounds like from all in- indications and from the little video I've seen, he's an NBA athlete, ridiculous athleticism. And uh, at some point, probably higher than lower Somebody's going to grab him with the idea that if we're going to take somebody 
five through 10, why not roll the dice and see if we can end up with the best player in the draft someday and have people say, holy crap, we didn't know Giannis was going to be this good. What did you think of Giannis when he was coming up? You know, I saw him three times in a row, two weeks before the draft in Italy. He had just gotten his Greek citizenship. By the way, Miran Fader is fabulous. We just had her on our podcast and she did, you know, she she wrote the great book on Giannis. And I lived that period of time where he got a citizenship. Um, at the time I saw him, Doug, he was six, eight. You know, what he reminded me of this is crazy. You would love this. Fundamentally sound, very athletic. He reminded me of Sean Elliott. You know what I mean? Like good yeah. player, really knew how to play. Yeah. We didn't anticipate him growing to be 6'11. And now he's, you know, I hate to say this, Sean, but he's way better than you. But um, I thought he was a safe pick in the middle of the first round. And I said it on draft night. I, to me, he was like drafting a high school McDonald's All-American. Like you're getting an 18, 19-year-old kid. He's McDonald's All-American. He's not going to college. You're going to have to wait a couple of years. And I didn't realize he would grow two or three inches and then become the player he was. But I did know a lot about him before that draft. I did. You you liked Luca before most people liked Luca. Yeah. Um, but there have been it is it's it's really interesting, right? When there's a European kid who's a bust, yeah, it's like multiplied by like five. Yeah. Where there's American Vesely. kids. Jan Vesely, Porzingis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I would even defend Porzingis in that he was pretty good before he tore up his knee. He did. He was good. Yeah. I I was, I look back on him now and I think the motor, I think he got caught up in the hype and the money and the, but at, at, when I watched him at his age, man, he had, he had the potential to be at least a top 30 NBA player at least. And he was on that path till he got hurt. He was right. right. We, and we never take that into account. Right. Yeah. Or we'd also don't take situational stuff. You know, I played right. against Darko. Yeah. You know, the first year you and I did the draft, the way I got into the draft was I told Dan Steer, who hired us yeah. both. Right. Yeah. I was like, hey, Darko, I played <laughs> against him. Twice. I played against him twice, you know, yeah. but I think yep. Darko, he goes to a normal random NBA team where they work him in. Yeah. You know, he's not playing. And maybe it's a completely different world. You know, yeah. or if he comes in the NBA now, it's a completely different world. Yes. First, yes. first time, first time you saw Luca was when? Uh, 15 or 16 at, a, at, at the Euro camp. Um, they had like a future program where they brought in a bunch of kids that they, the Adidas had, identi- had identified like, hey, these 15, 16, 17 year olds are the future of European basketball. And I, I think. I think Dario Saric was there that day, that 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 camp, because it was only a four-day camp. Uh, Luca was 16. Um, but I at that time, Doug, I like I watched him play against kids his own age. Um, I, I did not see what I saw when he got to the Euroleague. Because what happened in the Euroleague, and by the way, I had eight and one Luca two, to be fair. Okay. And I, I I think all the things I said about Luca have come true, except I didn't see generational talent like he's he's on the bird magic lebron path he is he's once every 20 years that's just a fact um but i did see the greatness as a player in what he did and what told me that he would be great was when he was in the euro league i i probably more so than most americans knew how good the euro league was like i used to say this and it's still true uh who won the national title this year uh in basketball, Kansas, yeah. um, the best Euro League team, Barcelona, Real Madrid, they would be KU by 40, 50. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, it would not be, a, it would not be, a it wouldn't basketball. be a game if, if they played for real, you know, I, some nights it would be 30 on a given night. It could be 50. You know what I mean? They but it would be, they would be NBA team. They would be bottom NBA team. Uh, at times, at times they have, at and times, they would. At times yeah. they have like Oklahoma city. Yeah. I don't think could beat. Real Madrid or Barcelona this year. They just couldn't. Okay. But having said that, when Luca was doing what he was doing and the, the year he was, uh, the final year of his of EuroLeague experience where he was 18 or 19, the best player in the league, 25% of the EuroLeague either had already played in the NBA or had been drafted by NBA teams. And the other guys were all in their mid to late 20s and early 30s kicking ass already. So 
that told me. And by the way, I talked to about eight different Americans, either who played with him or against him in that two or three year period in the EuroLeague. And they said to me, coach, he ain't failing. He's great. I'm telling you, he toys with us. And that's what he is. And that's what he that's what he does now. And by the and way, by the way, just for the record, because there's still some haters out there. Yeah. We, we even have people at ESPN who are haters and they happen to actually be doing big games right now. But um, <clears throat> even uh, I'm not going to tell you who they are, by the way, but even Luca, like like Wiggins would be the second best player on the on the Mavericks right now. I mean, I love Jalen Brunson, and you can make an argument that Brunson would be the second. And but, but Andrew Wiggins would. I mean, look at the team he's playing with. He just made my good friend Jalen Brunson, who's a good NBA player, ninety million dollars. Okay, he just made him ninety million dollars. Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleber, are you kidding me? <laughs> this guy got he got to the final four of the NBA. Um, but it's not. Easy. Now, there, there is something to, you know, people are like, well, you know, he dominates the ball. Now, I don't, when he played with, first of all, who would you rather have had basketball? Second yeah. of all, when he played with Slovenia, I thought there was a good balance there. Yeah. You know? Dragic. I, 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 huh? Dragic. Right. So, the, the question becomes, if you were, if, if Dallas calls you in, Cuban calls you in, says, Fran, build a team around Luca. Yeah. What do you do? He's the point guard. Well, I understand. So how do you, how do you, cause the, the, well, the question is, well, first of all, they need a big guy. Yeah. They need a, they need a legit big man, like a, you know, a good NBA big man, whoever that might be. They need some more shooting around him. Um, the other thing that Jalen Brunson did for them, which I've always advocated, you were a point guard who had to handle the ball the entire game. I believe in the NBA, you got to be able to take a mental health break, even yes. while you're on the court. Like, right. And have, we don't that, have that's, to, that's the big question yeah. is, can you have somebody else handle? Yeah, of course. Here's, but here's the problem with, with Jalen. You don't make too much money. Now, can yeah. you build the rest of the team around? I don't know. Guys? That's going to be that's that's why Cuban owns the team. And that's why Nico Harrison is the new GM, because guess what? That's the puzzle you have to put together if you want to take. Uh, and or uh, a team like the Mavericks or a team like uh, Quinn Snyder just left with two NBA All-Stars or a team like Denver with, uh, you know, an MVP. That's the job of a general manager is to put together a type of team that can compete and win a title. I don't think these two teams that are in the finals right now, although one team has three Hall of Famers and the other team has at least one. Um, I don't think they're the best two teams that we've seen in the NBA in the last 20 years. They're very good, but there's four or five other teams right now. If Brooklyn gets their act together, Philly, Denver, Utah, Dallas, to name just a few, the Clippers, when they get healthy, that there's a, there's eight teams that could win it next year. And I think the idea in Dallas is you better figure this out because your guy is 23 now yeah. and he's only got 10 more years at this level. So figure it out. And that's what I think their job is. Um, the Warriors run a form. It's, it's different of motion, yep. right? It's yeah. almost like it's almost blocker mover, right? It, almost. It's a little you know different. Right? I'm going to go back, man. It's playground, man. It's, it's YMCA with the five guys at lunchtime who, who are on wall street that all played in the Ivy league that know how to play. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, yes, yes. But, but, but like they don't, there, there's some specific roles they have in it, which are, you know, like yeah. it's not five man motion because Looney ain't coming off screen right. and right. neither, neither is Draymond, but it's, it's really interesting where this is a style that you and I grew up watching. I grew up watching, you grew up coaching. Yep. And yet it's kind of disappeared from many parts of basketball, especially NBA basketball. And my thought is, I don't think there's anybody else who has the personnel to run it. Well, that's, that's true. Nor, nor do they have the patience to teach it or to watch it evolve because we, we only teach basketball players how to play with the ball in their hands. Now. Well, I would and disagree. We, I would disagree. Here's why. Um, I think, you know, when you look at the league right now, 20 to 25% of the NBA is born outside the United States and the influx of international players has brought a, a team, a teamness, is that right? That's not. Yes. A, I just made up a word. Yes. There's a teamness to the NBA right now that's more so than what we watched 10 or 15 years ago. Let's go back to the Iverson era, okay? The ISO ball stuff and the stupid NBA rule, defensive rules, okay? 
the way the even Phoenix now at their best when CP3, despite the last series, is at his best spread, pick and roll, four out, one in, big guy rolls to the rim, stretch the floor with shooting, yeah. yes. uh, certain ball movement. The league is transitioning to flow. Euro basketball, when you have a team like Golden State, which is rare, where everybody can handle it, we move it. Otherwise, we keep it in Doncic or CP3's hands, spread the floor, and then make the right play, like you did. Right, so, but it's, okay, again, we, we, what we're saying is, is, the same, is the same thing. It's happening. Is, it's happening. What, in terms of the motion? Yeah. Look at, look at, look at. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Listen, Ooh. here's what I'm going to tell you. Listen to me. I'm going to, I don't mean to give you, uh, I don't mean to. No, you know, go, tell me. Like, there's motion is a continuum. Okay. There's Bob Knight motion, blocker mover, set screens, get guys open. And there's five man motion. There's couple ball reversals, drive it. If you look at what Denver's doing, that's a motion offense, but it's five out. Who's got the ball in his hands? Jokic, top of the key. That's there's different kinds of motion, Doug. I think you see more motion in the NBA now than ever before. It may not be old school Bob Knight, Dick Bennett motion, but the ball's moving more than it did when Allen. I, I, I definitely home. think it moves, but it ends up being a ball screen, and all the guys do is exchange in, in different spots, right? And then they play off of penetration. I don't, I don't know. I I think there's more subtlety to it. I think there's. Okay. I, I like listen. I'll give you an example. Go back and watch CP3 in Oklahoma City two years ago. That ragtag, allegedly ragtag group of guys got deep deep into the bubble playoffs. Why? Because he had the ball in his hands. Steven Adams was rolling. Gallinari made 80 million or 60 million on his next contract in Atlanta because as CP3 drove, he was either hitting the pull up, yep. the floater, the lob to uh to uh, I mean, Adams, uh, yeah. the, the lob to Nerlens Noel, the kick out to Shea Gilgis Alexander, who, by the way, learned how to play point guard with CP3, the kick out to da Danilo Gallinari. It was beautiful to watch. It's not exactly motion, but it's a form of flow that's more involved with teamwork now than we saw with ISO ball. You, you coach for a good half your professional life, right? At the highest level of college basketball. And you've been completely invested in the sport. Yes. What part of you wants to go back and coach? The part that's coaching three on three for the United States of America right now. And, and uh, I'm now the national team coach. Wow. I just took this over in February. Um, we've got six great guys who are going to play. It's an Olympic sport. Yeah. Okay. Robbie Hummel plays Canyon Barry. Um, we're moving it forward. Those guys are the pioneers. We're taking a terrific group of G League guys to Europe this summer to play in these various tournaments. Doug, I told you I was just at Venice Beach. Think of beach volleyball, uh, Olympic sport. That's what this is. My Jones is fixed. I'm watching all these European teams. Like I spent the weekend watching a tournament from Serbia. Um, so that's my new coaching Jones. But I still, uh, but yeah, you know, five on five, still my game. But man, I'm having fun teaching three on three. You know why? Because again, going back to the playground, we didn't have a 12 second clock like they do in FIBA 3X3. But I learned how to play basketball three on three at Kelly Park and Marine Park and Manhattan Beach in Brooklyn. Before we didn't have enough guys for full court five on five, we played three on three. I learned how to give and go, screen away, pick and roll. 50 years ago, believe it or not, 45 years ago, and now I get to coach it again. The European teams are really smart at this because they're not athletic. We're putting together a three-on-three -three program, and we're trying to build an Olympic program. So what are the traits like? I mean, uh, obviously, Canyon Berry, super skilled. Yeah. Right? Really pass. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's interesting because USA Basketball, we get the credit for uh, can, since the uh, what's the um, what was the team that Coach K had the what's it called? Redeem team, like team, oh wait, yeah, right. But those those games are hard and they're close. And yes. thank God we had Kevin Durant last summer. Yeah, yeah. What about three on three in terms of we're ten years 
We're 10 years behind. We're 10 years behind. The Serbians, the Latvians, the Mongolians, the Chinese, they've been playing three on three for a decade. It's not necessarily cool to play. We're going to make it cool. I got good guys you've heard of. Hassani Gravett played in the NBA last year for a little while, played at South Carolina. Um, you know, Keaton Wallace averaged 18 points a game for the Agua Caliente Clippers this he's year. He's really good. I try to get he, him on my TBT team. He's really He's good. on my team. He's playing. These, these are the kind of talent we have. So we're going overseas. To answer your question, the, the sport uh, rewards versatility, 6'4 to 6'7, switchable guys, guys that can make a play with a low shot clock, smart teamwork. It's, it's, it's really good basketball. It's uh, if five on five is the fifteen hundred meters, three on three is the two hundred meter hurdles. It's speed, endurance, agility, and that's what we're trying to develop, and that's what I'm ex- excited about. Um, you're watch. I'm watching the NBA Finals. Yep. And Derek White, and I know he grew late too. Like one of the parts of the story is nobody mentions is he grew late, right? Yeah. Yeah. That Never right. happened to me, but uh, you know. yeah, exactly. Me, me, me too. Um, uh, but you have, you do have. Well, you have the Jason Tatum's. Yep, and and the Browns. These are elite athletes. You also have Steph and Clay, who are unique in sons of pros that were kind of late bloomers, right? Yep, and passed over. And then you even have kind of further down the line with the with the Derek Whites as yep. somebody who has now basically for a living been a scout and you're trying to evaluate people. Right. What, why, why are the, why do you think there, there's, this is kind of a loaded question. Yeah. But why do you think there are guys that have gotten to that level through those different paths? You know, uh, first of all, talent trumps everything, right? Athleticism and, and skill level trumps it all. Um, and there's a lot of that in the NBA. There's a lot of that in the NBA finals. And then you have a series of guys that are, are start out as like the eighth through the 15th man on a roster and guys that would, I'll give you a great story. Uh, when TJ McConnell was a senior playing with Stanley Johnson and Caleb Tarzuski, and they were playing Utah one night with Jacob Pirtle and uh, DeLon Wright. Did I get that right from Utah? Yeah. yeah. Um, I said to TJ at the shoot around, I said, what are you going to do next year? And he looked at me, he goes, oh, coach, I'm playing in the NBA. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, no freaking way. Okay. So I said to him, hey, if the Boston Celtics told you to walk to, to Boston from Tucson, and it didn't matter how long it took you, it might take you, take you all summer to go from Tucson to Boston, but they would put you on the roster. Would you do it? And he looked at me like I had three heads and he goes, of course. And there's some guys that are in that league that just, you could not cut them. They worked too hard. They were too good at teammates. They were too tenacious. They did one thing extremely well. And TJ McConnell, when he made it, I said, son of a gun. That's why Javon Carter's in the league. That's why George Niang's in the league. That's why Royce O'Neal's a good player. That's why Terrence Mann's a good player. Um, and you could go on and on, right? Derek White, Colorado Springs. All I know is after talent, there's a certain toughness that is required to make an NBA team and stay with a team and help a team win. And there's a lot of guys, Max Struess, go on and on, you name them. There, you know, I always say this, um, there's only 25 stars in the league. Everybody else is a role player. And you know what they call a role player in the NBA? A multimillionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Clint Capella, because all he is is a role player. He's making 100 million, man. All you can Listen. do is catch lobs. And okay, so you got the movie out. Yes, you got the pod. Got the pod. Gonna, <laughs> I want to do. I want to do your life story. Okay, when, yeah. when we when we have another hour. Yes. In the meantime, you are more than gracious with your time. I really appreciate. it. Yeah, I didn't mean to push today. I got to do my own podcast. But Bro, let me you tell you something. Here's the ironic thing, Doug. I'll probably get fired for this, but I don't really care. Uh, um, I did that NBA draft for 12 years at an All Star level. Okay. I did. I nailed it. And I brought excitement and entertainment to the draft. We had other good people, but thank you, Dan Patrick and Adam Sandler, because you recognized that I was good at what I did. So I'm no longer a draft expert, except in Hollywood, which I'm thrilled about. And by the way, the Giannis movie comes out in two weeks called Rise. 
on Disney Plus. I'm in that movie also playing an NBA draft expert. So um, somebody recognized my hidden talent. And uh, thank was, you, Adam was, Sandler. Was, wasn't hidden. And we're going to do more of it as we get yeah. close to the draft. And I, I appreciate it. I know you got to do your own pod. So thank you so much. Thanks, Doug. Always a pleasure. Always love talking ball with you. Anytime, Franny. You got it. See you. Well, look, uh, obviously, Fran has some really thoughtful opinions on the NBA draft. And I love the idea that he said, hey, there's three guys up there and no one really knows who's going to be the best of all of them. Right? That That is, in fact, because what happens is we all champion when we had the correct opinion early on. But we never say like, you know, I, I really didn't know. Really didn't know. And sometimes that's the truth. I really, really didn't know. And the other part is the environment they're drafted in, that, that's part of it. Guys get hurt, that's part of it. Guys improve, guys grow. Guys work on their body, their game. There's a lot to it, a lot to it. Uh, anyway, my thanks to Fran Fischilla for joining us. You can uh, follow him on social media, get his podcast, and we'll have him back on to tell more of, of his story. A reminder, the Doug Gottlieb Show is daily, 3 to 6 Eastern Time, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app. And you can download that as a podcast. That podcast is up, what is that, 175% year to year over last year? Either means we had a bad year last year, which we didn't, or we're killing it this year, which we are. In the meantime, thanks so much for listening. More episodes to come. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is All Ball. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.